King Pharmacy and their 4,000 affiliates are pleased to present Crime Without a Script, the thrilling new show where art imitates crime. Or is it the other way around? In the previous episode... Other items of interest on the police blotter include the theft of several ancient Egyptian artifacts from the home of the celebrated explorer William Rafferty, including a gold necklace that possibly once belonged to Queen Nefertiti. Oh, there's gonna be more trouble, I can feel it. I agree. Especially if that bunch is involved. I wish this note we found in the coin made sense. It might be able to unlock at least one case. VJG... Y-C-T-G-J-Q-W-U-G-C-F-F-T-G-U-U-K-U-3-5-3-5-6-O-Q-P-V-G-T-Q-U-V-C-T-Q-C-F? What the heck could that possibly mean? He wasn't saying floor. He was trying to say florin. Oh, if that's true, and I'm willing to believe it is, then maybe... Five to three is a key to the code. Russ, Russ, do you see what I see? Familiar, shiny, <gasps> good heavens. It's another Florin. Oh, wow, another coded note. That's not all. This was in a little envelope. I'm no expert, but I think this necklace is solid gold and very old. Um, Jack, I hate to one up you, but I just found this behind the picture over there. A bloody knife. Good morning, Roberta, Lorraine, and Millie. I'm glad you asked us to meet here at Sadie's instead of the station, Roberta. I am starving. What's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. Hi, Phil. You didn't get much sleep last night. Not after what Millie, Jack, and I found. I heard that. Good morning. What did you find? I want to wait for Russell before I say anything. I only want to have to say this once. Millie called me after she left the station last night and told me. I didn't get much sleep either. Sorry to spill the beans, Roberta, but I needed to tell someone before I exploded. No apology necessary, Millie. I did the same thing, only I called my mother. <laughs> she thinks I should come home. Oh, for the first time, Fresno actually sounds inviting. But I can't go anywhere until these mysteries are solved. Top of the morning, fellow sleuths. Why? What a array of somber faces. Why so glum, chum? Sit down and shut up and we'll all find out. Good morning. I brought you all coffee. Oh, you look like you could use it. Oh, thanks, Sadie. You are an angel and a saint. You're welcome. The special this morning is two eggs, bacon, and orange pineapple pancakes with orange pineapple syrup. <laughs> oh, I'm going to guess from everyone's faces that it's specials all around. Back in a bit. Okay, even I'm itching with curiosity. Spill it, Roberta. We discovered who killed Walter Huffman. What? The villain has been unmasked? Keep it down! This is one time you definitely do not want to attract attention. Who did it, Roberta? Paul Becker. Millie found the knife when she, Jack, and I were searching his office. Jack called me this morning and confirmed the only prints on it were Mr. Becker's. Well, well, that is certainly news indeed. That's not the only thing we discovered. We also found another coded note and a gold necklace. Oh, we still haven't figured out the code for the first note, though. 
Dirt's a real stumper. Nah, you guys weren't the only ones who hit pay dirt. Guess what we saw at the club? Oh, I hope it wasn't another black trench coat. Allay your fears, dear friend. There was no trench coat of any hue inside last night. No, it was another coin. We spotted it behind the bar. There wasn't a bartender around when we saw it, but there was a great big bouncer, so we didn't dare try to get it. A bunch of people crowded around the bar right after we saw it. So many that we lost sight of the whole bar. A bartender must have shown up because they all got drinks. When they cleared, the bartender was gone again, and so was the coin. You may have been robbed of a view, but I could still see enough to know that the individual tending the bar was none other than that rusty person of the other evening. I could not say for certain that he was the one who purloined the florin, but I did not notice anyone assisting him. Wow, I missed all the fun. So now we have a murderer for one case, and possibly an accomplice? But I can't see a bartender from the glass slipper sneaking into TMQ's parking lot and killing someone. And if Paul Becker had one of the coded messages in a piece of contraband, that means he was involved with Murgatroyd Smith, which probably means that Smith killed him. But why? You're right about Murgatroyd Smith, Lorraine. The coded note was signed by him. If Becker was hiding stolen items, Maybe he was keeping some of the loot for himself. Smith found out they had words, and Smith, in a rage, shot him. Maybe. I can't help but feel that we're missing a big piece. Something, or someone, that ties all of this together. Well, good morning, fellow TMQites. I should have known I wouldn't be the only one to have found this gem. Oh, Mr. Ferguson! Uh, I didn't know that well, that <laughs> someone like you would... <laughs> That media station presidents eat breakfast? I am a very busy man, but I am also human, Miss Johnson, and I do get hungry. Oh, he knows my name. <laughs> of course, I know all of your names. You are all considered among the best actors in radio. I am both pleased and proud that you have made TMQ one of your most regular stops, if not your second home. I'm actually glad I ran into you, Roberta. I have some business to discuss with you. Would you mind stopping at my table before you go? I'd be happy to. Wonderful. See you shortly. And wonderful to run into the rest of you. Keep up the good work. He, he didn't sound mad. I'm hoping that's a good thing. Yeah, so am I. Maybe I'd better go find out. Back in a minute. I thought I'd come over to talk while we're both waiting for our food. How thoughtful. By the way, this is John Logan. John, this is Roberta Maxwell, the writer I was telling you about. Oh, hello. Pleased to meet you. Charles has been singing your praises in every meeting we've had. Oh, uh, that's why my ears have been burning. Why have you been talking about me so much, Mr. Ferguson? Roberta! We've known each other long enough that I think it's perfectly appropriate for you to call me Charles. Please, have a seat. I told you when I took Jim away that I would find you another partner. It's not that I think you incapable of handling the work on your own. Quite the contrary. You prove to be both an excellent writer and director, and the programs you produce are all first-rate. I'm aware, however, that a workload such as yours can take a toll on a person mentally as well as physically, and the last thing I want for you is to pop from overload. So I search for someone who is your creative equal. I firmly believe that I found that person in John here. 
He was with the BBC before and during the war. He relocated to Los Angeles recently when his wife, who was a phenomenal violinist, was offered a position with the Philharmonic. I feel strongly that you and John will make a dynamic team. Wow. Welcome to TMQ, John. I hope I can live up to my reputation. Thank you, Roberta. I hope I can live up to mine. Charles would like me to start immediately. Would it be possible to sit down, the two of us, and review all of your shows you're currently writing? Of course. Mr. Ferguson, Charles, are there any shows I shouldn't bother discussing? Ha! 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 That was some very agile dancing, Roberta. You're asking about the case files of Eddie James, no doubt. Eddie James is a new program, John. Noir with heart, as I like to call it. I have put it on notice, as the poll numbers have not been as high as they should be. I told Roberta earlier this week that she and the cast have three episodes to bring the numbers up, or I will be forced to cancel it. I know the show. It's one of my favorites, actually. I do hope you, or should I say we, can meet your expectations and keep it on the air. I have the same hope. It's one of my favorites to write, and the cast is absolutely wonderful. They've become friends as well. To be honest, it is my hope as well. Your writing on it is simply terrific. The actors have really gelled as an ensemble and bring out the best in each other. I wish I could keep shows purely because they are excellent, but our sponsors prefer to be heard, as you can imagine. My decisions are complicated by a board of directors who are determined to make our new television division successful at the cost of anything else. Keep it on your list for now, Roberta. I should have this week's standings later today and should know more then. Thank you, Charles. We all appreciate that. I should get back to my table. I'm sure my breakfast is waiting for me. Nice to meet you, John. You're welcome to walk back to the station with us. I can introduce you to the others, and we can start our discussion. I'd like that. Thanks, and lovely to meet you as well. Who is that, Roberta? And if he isn't single, does he have brothers? With any luck, he just may be our saving grace. So one murder has been solved, good. But everything you uncovered solving that one has made a bigger mess, Jack. You know how I feel about messes. Sorry, Lieutenant, it wasn't my intention. Uh, yeah, I know. Does, does anything point in a particular direction? Yeah, the glass slipper. Not only was Huffman killed there, the coded note was found there. As that note wasn't found on him, logic dictates that Murgatroyd Smith or one of his cronies, was in the club at some point, and I'm convinced that Huffman's last words are a key to the code. Wait, 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 wait. What last words? There was no mention of him saying anything by anyone we interviewed. I'd remember that. Well, Lorraine, uh, uh, Miss Spangler, forgot about them until I jogged her memory. She said that when Huffman crashed into her, he said, uh, needs to know... Uh, he's going to double-cross her 5-3, to three, but that's not the final destination. Uh, it's in the floor. I am expected to believe that she forgot a crucial piece of information like that? Yes, I, I do. Having a dying man collapse on you is a real good way to forget things. She has no more to do with these murders or the thefts than President Truman. I'm sure of it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, and maybe her record says differently. Look, don't get too close to these people, Sergeant Price. They're all still suspects in my book. I respectfully disagree, sir. Lorraine knew I was going to search Becker's office. If she was worried about incriminating evidence being found, she would have tried to talk me out of it, or, or at least gone with me. She did neither. And she was the one who dangled the bedding slips in front of Becker to see if he'd bite. Yeah, another thing she conveniently left out of the first interview. Uh, all right, so what do you think your next step should be? Unlocking that code... I think that message will bust this case wide open. We didn't find a thing in either Huffman's apartment or Becker's home that could help, so I've got to think those last words of Huffman's contain the clues we need. Lieutenant Ruby, homicide. Well, Ruby, private investigator. Will, where are you? New York, big brother. You knew that. You you left a message here. What can I do for you? Must be big. You're grumpier than usual. Uh, I unclench that jaw before you break it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very funny. The message I left was regarding family matters, but you actually may be able to help with a case. <sighs> How are you with coded messages? Eh, fair to Midland. What you got? Letters and numbers. Letters look like they're separated into words. Which may or may not mean a thing. Any hints at all? Maybe. Uh, Jack, anything in those last words you think about the messages? The only part that sounds like it would help is five to three, which could mean almost anything. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, Put that guy on the phone. We'll get to the bottom of this and uh, (laughs) save that jaw. Better, little brother. Uh, Jack, this is my brother, Will. He's ex-LAPD, currently a private detective. Tell him everything. If anyone can get that code deciphered, it's him. I hope. This has been quite a day. I had no idea how busy you really are. Oh, this is a fairly easy day. Mondays and Tuesdays are usually the worst. Do you work on the weekends as well? Well, yes, but just at home. I never seem to be caught up on scripts. I see why I'm needed here. If you'd like me to help... Thanks, but I couldn't do that to you with only one day under your belt. I I actually don't have that much to do for a change. Well, other than help solve the murder. Ah, yes, the murder. That has created quite the hullabaloo, hasn't it? I do hope you're incorporating it into a plot somewhere. Not yet, but I will. I'm just waiting to see how it turns out. I'm heading upstairs to the empty office to see where that hullabaloo is at. I think most of the group has been working on the coded message. Thanks. I will, for a bit. I did promise Lillian a celebratory supper. Hey, guys. Freeze? Guys. Hey. Hey, guys. I brought John. Maybe a fresh pair of eyes and ears can help. Oh, I don't think anyone can help with this. It's a real brain buster. We've tried everything. Not quite everything, Millie. I do believe the kitchen sink has yet to participate. (laughs) John Logan. Yes, yes. I do pride myself on my ability to memorize. So many scripts in my career, you know. 
Surely you've seen Marlena's predicament. It was just one of my many triumphs. Oh, boy. Sorry. No. I spent most of the past eight years reporting either the war or its aftermath for the BBC. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll have plenty of time to catch up now. <laughs> I, I don't have a motion picture in the theatres at present, but I'm sure I will soon. <laughs> right. So, this code... Is impossible. Letters and numbers without any real clue as to what they could stand for. We've tried at least a hundred different things. Nothing. Where's Jack? I thought he was supposed to stick with us. He went downtown to talk to Lieutenant Ruby. I hope he's not in trouble. He's been gone a while. I'm sure if he was, they would have sent a replacement to babysitters. Well, maybe he got a lead. You're staring at our notes pretty hard, John. You see something? Unfortunately... No. Say, Barney, you don't happen to be Barney Fuller, do you? The one and only. <laughs> uh, why? You are one of my very favorite silent film stars. I must have seen Circus Crazy 20 times when it came out. You were brilliant. Really? Uh, thanks. Didn't know anyone even remembered that movie. Remember it? I actually own a copy. I won't say how or where I got it, just that it was a legal, if somewhat expensive, transaction. Oh, wow! I wish I'd seen that! Me too! Asylant, I'll passe. My last film included both a soundtrack and a full color. Hmm? Silent movies are an art form all to themselves and shouldn't be discounted even in this modern age. I could throw a viewing party if you would all like to see it. After the murderer is caught, of course. Mm, that may never happen at this rate. I, I can't look at this anymore. I have the mother and father of all headaches. You should take a break. You all should. I can work on it for a while. Why don't you all go home and rest? Fresh eyes can see better. Actually, Lorraine and I decided not to go home right away. Yeah, we thought we'd try our luck at the glass slipper. If that two-bit canary wants to take a swipe at me, I'll swipe right back. I got claws, too. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, I'll go with them. It, it can't hurt to take another look. It might actually help, especially if that other coin is still there. Uh, I don't really like it. But okay. Just be very, very careful. I've been getting a bad feeling all day. It's getting worse, not better. Oh, we will. No bad guys are getting us. Good idea, Millie getting dressed up. The Friday night crowd is a lot bigger and fancier than earlier this week. And may I say, Mr. Ward, that you look positively dignified in the monkey suit. Why, thank you, ma'am. You're not exactly going to fade into the crowd in that silver dress, but you look smashing. <gasps> the things you say. Millie, you are exquisite in your primrose silk. It matches your hair. Thanks, Phil. So, either of you see anything interesting? Not yet. Rusty's behind the bar, but he's not doing anything other than mixing drinks. I don't see Stella anywhere. <sighs> the tables are all taken. There are a couple of spaces at the bar. Should we just go there? Yeah, I'm dying to see if the coin is there. Let's get the old-fashioned fancy drinks in Russell's honor. I ain't doing nothing in his honor. What a jerk trying to one-up Barney this afternoon. Mine had a soundtrack in full color! 
Sheesh. I hope I'm never that insecure. <laughs> Don't worry, you couldn't be. Hey, the coin is on the register. I see it too. Oh, I wish there was a way to get it. Well, there's a way. Get Rusty's attention and keep it for a minute or two. I'll be right back. Huh? Oh, it's too late. She's going for the coin. Oh, oh, oh bartender. Good evening, miss. What can I get you? Oh, gosh, I'm having a heck of a time deciding. What's your favorite drink to make? Scotch on a rocks. Ooh, no thank you. Scotch makes me tingle. In a bad way. <laughs> Not the good one. Oh, uh, no, I was thinking something more romantic. I seem to remember there's a purple drink. I could make you an aviation. That's made with creme de violetti. Ooh, creme de violetti? Oh, that sounds lovely. Please and thank you. Coming up. And you, sir? Uh, scotch, neat, please. Thanks. I'll be right back. Lorraine, did you get it? I sure did. Let's go out back and see if this baby has a message in it. We don't want anyone around here to see us with it. Uh, bartender, we'll be right back. The lady would like to dance. screws? It sure does. <gasps> Shh! Somebody's coming. What are you three doing back here? Uh, just getting a little air. Not anymore, you aren't. Huh? Oh! Phil! Nice work. Looks like he put his light out permanently, Rusty. You people have annoyed us long enough. When I saw you three walk in, I knew it was time to get rid of you once and for all. This, in case you haven't noticed, is a gun. Stay nice and still while Rusty ties you up well, you'll find out how good I am with it. Good girls. Now get in the car. What are you going to do with us? Just told you. For now. What ultimately happens to you will be up to a certain man in a black trench coat. Now get going. have been listening to Crime Without a Script, the thrilling new mystery series brought to you by King Pharmacies. King Pharmacies, the highest quality products for all of your medical needs. With over 4,000 pharmacies across the United States, there's bound to be one right around the corner. This week only, customers who mention Crime Without a Script will receive a special gift. Tune in again next week for the next installment of this program. This episode of Crime Without a Script starred, in alphabetical order, Lauren Baumbauer as Roberta Maxwell, Val Coons as Lorraine Spangler, Max Levine as Phil Ward, Mike Luce as Barney Fuller, Richard Tatum as Russell Banks, and Rochelle Wasserman as Millie Johnson. Script by Val Coons. Sound patterns by Val Coons. I'm your announcer, Carlton Peabody. In tonight's episode, the parts of Charles Ferguson and John Logan were played by Keith Wright, the part of Rusty was played by Max Levine. Will Ruby was played by Mike Luce. George Ruby was played by Richard Tatum. And the parts of Sadie and Stella were played by Rachel Wasserman. Jack was played by our special guest star, Ben Zeke. Our announcer, Carlton Peabody, is played by Keith Wright. This has been a Q Footsteps production. Nalamsha!
whole sentences. I don't know what to do with this. Ha <laughs> ha, that's going on the reel. Hey, anything sideways is a Dickens character. He's a very important man. Boing. Gesundheit.